Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Tuesday, February 1, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? The first thing we're going to do is take a look at the daily chart, see what's jumping off the page. We'll work up and down from there. So as we can see, and this is really nothing different than we discussed over the last couple of days, which is Monday's low should be a good low. We should see higher prices. We're seeing the higher prices. They should run into these moving averages. They're running into these moving averages. Now the question becomes, where does the pullback come in? How high do they go before the pullback? All that stuff. Well, let's have that discussion for a moment. So we can see where these moving averages are. The question is, are they going to come up short and pull back to fake everybody out? Or are they going to spike them through and then pull back? And is the pullback a deep retracement? Or do they run sideways for a while, setting up another move higher? Or a combination of both? So let's talk about the various possibilities. First, from a conceptual standpoint, let's say they run into the moving averages and through them a little bit somewhere up into this zone, what's the likelihood and what happens from there? Well, it is likely they do that. The question is, do they do that sooner or later? And then what happens? Do they have one of these ABC deals where they pull back, make everybody think the rally is over, the market's going to collapse, that's a B wave, so this would be the A wave off the low from last Monday. So this would be A, A is up here, right? A is from Monday's low to wherever this begins to or at least makes a high. Then they pull back in the B wave and then C wave would be a completion officially above the high of the A leg. The other thing they can do is they can run up to here somewhere and then they can just go sideways for a while and that would be some kind of bullish pullback, flag pattern, wedge pattern, and then they would be setting up for another move higher. That's option number two. What's option number three? Well, there's actually four options. They just keep going higher. That's option number three. And option number four would be they come up to a point. Maybe it's today's high. Maybe it's tomorrow, the day after. And then they collapse all the way back down, not stopping at go first. At this point, that's probably the least likely scenario. Option number four, the collapse back down. Least likely. Let's go with the most likely. This is the one I have my eye on. The one is getting up into these moving averages before they have a pullback. Now, the pullback, we don't know whether it's going to be sideways or it's going to be the beginning of a B wave. We don't know until we know. So let's start with what's the next likely thing. Are they going to come up short of the moving averages or are they going to trade into and through the moving averages? I'm voting for into and through the moving averages before they have a meaningful pullback. Okay, if that's the case, where are they going? How high do they go? What's the number? So let's drill down a little bit to the 240-minute chart. And what do we have? What's the possibility or what's the probability of what's going on right now just on this chart? Not another chart, this chart. How about running a test of a breakdown candle high? Where's the high? 456, 57. 
Okay, that's something to hang your hat on, but we need something more. Now, I go down to the 120-minute chart, and what I want to show you here, which is found on other charts, it's just I'm showing it to you here, is this thing over here. This is where the market came down. It was basically testing a low. What do I mean by that? Well, the low was here, and it came down to run a test. Now, it basically ran sideways and ate time off the clock, trying to recapture that low. It was trying to get back above it, close the candle or two above it, but essentially it failed. So we could say that the market really broke down from in this area. Now, to the penny doesn't really matter. It's the concept of what is that area? Well, it's the same area we just discussed on the 240 chart around 456.50. That's the breakdown candle high. It's the same one from the 240 chart, just a different candle. Looks different on the 120. So once you start getting up into that zone, you're getting up into that, let's just say 456 to 457, up into that zone where the market broke down before making the low last Monday. So what are they doing? Well, they're running a test of a breakdown candle high. They're also running a test of a former breakdown area. Isn't that true? Well, it may be true, but that's what I'm going with right now. Now, I'm going to put a line at 457, and there's a method to the madness. So what we're saying is 457 is important, and it's slightly above the other stuff we just discussed and within that breakdown area for sure. Why 457? Well, now we go back to the course Lazy E-mini Trader. There's a what I like to call garden variety retracement right around 457, give or take a few pennies on either side. Now, we don't know whether they're going to get there, for example, tomorrow or the next day, but what we do know is that that general area, for a variety of reasons, is magnetic. So price is going to want to be drawn up to that general area, 457, 456.5 in that neighborhood. It's also above those moving averages. So they satisfy a couple of things. A garden variety retracement. They get up into the moving averages. They run a test of a breakdown candle high. You see where you start to get a full stack. What happens if they're above there? Well, inside the number members will have the beat on what's going on if, in fact, A, they're gapping up to or above that area in the morning, or B, they're trading throughout the day and headed for that area, we're going to have the what-ifs. What if they get above? What's the next target? And what to do if they get up there? It depends on how they get up there. These are all things that will be discussed likely in the morning, right in the first or early market commentary. That's the stuff at zero dark 30. And if they're trading away from it, meaning they're trading down in the southern direction, well, we have stuff going on down there. We always look at both sides of the coin. The other side to the coin, and you might want to get a sticky note out for this one, is about 448.50. They start getting below there, and the bull case is put on hold. It's put on the back burner. We have a whole different thing going on. We have a bear case on our hands. Again, inside the number members, I'll have the stuff below 448.50 on an as-needed basis. Let's talk about inside the numbers, what was going on in there today. We're going to run through the commentary. 
will circle back to stocks on the move. It was turnaround Tuesday. Zero dark 30, they were down a few points. Basically, what they were doing was hanging around 450. Here's an important number. Get out your sticky note again. 450.70 is the next area of overhead resistance. They really need to get above 450.70 to get the door open to pay a visit to 451.50 and beyond. Keep in mind, this is at zero dark 30. It pays to know your numbers. Five-minute chart, right of the vertical is today's activity. The horizontal line is exactly 450.70, and you can see where that was overhead resistance until what? Until they started getting above, they stayed there, and then they started the rally to the upside. First, they took a sabbatical for a little while at 451.50, and then they melted up from there, but that's into the end of the day when anything goes. It's very hard to hold on to a position with the end of the day, anything goes type of whipsaw slash trick trap fool and frustrate crew behavior. But let's go on anyway. What I urge you to do is pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts to double check the work. You see, as a just in caser at zero dark 30, we're talking about that zone already as a just in case. The flip side has Mrs. Market paying a visit to about 448.30, give or take, which should be support and met with some early morning buyers. Put that on a sticky note as well. Back to the chart, and you'll see the second horizontal line represents 448.30. They did get a little lower. You'll see in the notes we had another number lower than that. There was a good trade taken by Jordan in the room. Obviously, traders inside the numbers are taking these trades also at support. But one of the benefits of the room is Jordan is able to lead traders into the trade, help manage the trade in real time. It's like having a crutch. It's like having me in the background. Well, wait a minute. It's not like having me in the background. It is having me in the background. I think traders in the room, the live room, are finding that combination successful. Let's go up and see what else we have in the notes because there's some good stuff that you're going to want to see. They're hanging around, hanging around 450, and there you go. We've got below 450 for long, and the door opens for 448.50. We had the 448.30 before. It's a zone. It's 20 cents. The volatility's expanded. We're expecting big swings in both directions. 20 cents is really just a rounding error. This is also before the opening bell. Now, what you'll see here at 932, aggressive traders, and this was also discussed in the pre-market, aggressive traders can buy a spike of 450 as discussed. It's a scalp trade with potential. And here's what really happened. It's hard to see, but I'll explain it. Within the first five minutes of the day, they run down, 449.46 is the low, and just a few minutes later, they're up over 450, making a high of 451.02. That's a scalp trade with potential. They didn't give you the potential till the end of the day, but the point is, that was a scalp trade with potential. They went lower, we bought them lower. That's not the point. It's a different trade. It's a different type of trader that wants that trade. Some traders want two, three, four, five points on a scalp trade basis right out of the chute. We've got something for everybody. Just a little tidbit. So I discussed this in the live room 
Most days, not every day, but a lot of days I come on, do a Q&A, question and answer, look at this stock, what's going on in the market, give me your thoughts on this. I'm happy to do it. I enjoy doing it. So one of the things I discussed today was ping pong. What do I mean by ping pong? Well, when you take a look at the SPY and you take a look at the ES, which are the same vehicles in terms of what they're tracking, they're different vehicles, wrong term, but they're tracking the same thing, but they're not at the same price. So for example, when the SPY is at 450, the ES was over 4,500. But when the ES comes down to 4,500, the SPY dips below 450, and it's basically playing ping pong because the ES is running a test of 4,500. They bounce off of it by a few points. It pulls the SPY back over 450. That's what was going on early in the morning and other parts throughout the day. If a trader, and this is really for experienced traders, but if a trader is in tune with that ping pong game, they can certainly participate. Back to the notes, there's your 450, 70. So you're going to see that come up over and over and over again. We had a trade from Stocks on the Move. We'll circle back to that later. I'm looking for a spike of 448.50 to get into the next trade. And 1001, 447.25 is the next price, which should be support. And you knew this was coming. Again, I've adjusted the line, 447.25, low of day, 446.94. They took off from there. Do you think this is something that can benefit you if you're actively trading in the S&P 500 or some like vehicle or vehicle that tracks the S&P 500 throughout the trading day? And the answer is, the short answer is, yes, it can. The long answer is, if you've been here for a while watching this and you haven't figured out that it can, then I suppose you need to keep watching. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the charts, double check the work. You've seen what happens. The rest is kind of history. We went over the early stuff. I gave you the numbers. They had to get over 450.70. They didn't really do it till the end of the day. That kind of takes a lot of traders out of the loop. But the numbers are the numbers. They do what they do. The timing we can't necessarily affect. Nor can we affect the manner in which they do things. We're going to take a look at two charts, Cirrus and Disca. DISCA is short for Discovery A. AT&T, IONS, and GDS did not hit their price objectives or entry targets. They're off the board. They represent no trades. For me, Discovery represents a screw job, and it's of the garden variety. So my thing is, my rule is, if they open below the number, it opens the door for the next number, but the first number is off the table. Sometimes this happens. They open right below it. The opening print was $25.99. My number was $26.10. The rest is history. They run right up to make a high of $28.94. That's a rocket ride. Of course, coupled with a screw job. Sometimes you just chalk it up to life of a trader. Now, I know some traders are jumping in this thing anyway. They got the benefit of a rocket ride. How much they got is up to them. I just pass on the trade. I have to follow a set of rules. I have to have traders follow a set of rules or the whole thing falls apart. Can't have a rule one day and not adhere to the rule the following day. Doesn't work. Cirrus kind of bounced away before it got to the number, came close, it's subjective, 
did the deal anyway. Some traders pass on the trade. Some traders take the trade. Again, this one is part art, part science. Either way, if for nothing else, the takeaway is the numbers work. 82.52, posted on the board, zero dark 30, and you can see what happened. Even late in the day, they come back to retest or run a test of the same number. The numbers are important. The numbers work. What's going on over in Camp IWM? The same thing that's going on with the S&P and other indices. They're all trading together. It's all the same market. So where are they going? Well, they're trying to get to the 20-period moving average, 207, 208. That's where they're headed at present. I saw this out of the corner of my eye. So Google reported earnings after the bell. They're getting a nice rocket ride higher. I'm not sure Google can pull the entire market up with it, but if other stuff has a positive reaction, I don't know who else reported after the close and who will report in the morning, but we'll see what happens as other companies together along with Google can certainly pull the market higher to where? Into those moving averages we discussed, into that important 457 in the S&P 500 or the SPY into 207 and change in the IWM. What about the folks down at the transportation department? Right into the convergence of moving averages. We discussed that yesterday. They had a tremendous day in the transports. What do we say about the transports? My second favorite market leading indicator, but a number one canary in the coal mine, up 2% already into its moving averages. So let me just say this. If, in fact, the other markets are going to trade higher on Wednesday into those moving averages, then what's going to happen with the transports? They're going to either be trading up into the 50-period moving average, or they're going to be not trading higher, stalling out, and giving you the canary in the coal mine thing saying, hey, it's not following suit, therefore, we might not want to trust the rally. So we'll see how things shape up in the morning. This is the kind of information inside the number members will get as a result of the notes, the commentary, and the live room. How about the Qs, the Silicon Valley folks with Annex over in Austin, Texas? Already into the 200-period moving average, you can see the 20 is sloping up into price or down into price. They're certainly going to be helped by Google tomorrow. As an example, they're already up at 369. I didn't even notice it while I was looking at this. The close today was 365 and a half. 369 is the ask right now as I make this video. That's above this moving average. So we could see further upside in the queues. I haven't done the necessary work, so I won't give you numbers, but we'll have them in the morning if traders want them from inside the numbers. Just ask me. The financials into or almost into the 20 period moving average, and guess what? Without the financials, we know the rest of the market's not going to be falling apart. However, check this out. Above all the moving averages and the trend on the daily chart for the financials turns back to the upside. The weekly chart, we're already above all the moving averages as of today's close. Food for thought, interesting stuff going on across the board. Different picture being painted over here at Smash Mouth. They're pretty far from the convergence of those moving averages. Do they have another tremendous update in the hopper? Or are we seeing relative weakness? Now, it was a good day today in terms of being up, 
And after hours, they're getting a nice rocket ride up to 281. So guess what? The convergence of moving averages, the 100 period, the 20 period sloping in is on the table. Nobody ever believes the market's going to make a low. Then once it makes a low, they want to think the market's going to collapse again and the rally's going to fail. They never want to believe the rally has legs. This is all part and parcel to the way the market works, the wall of worry, all that stuff. Think about it. Nothing in the big picture from a news perspective, the media cycle, all that stuff. Nothing's changed. Funny how that works, isn't it? If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're going to pull the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.